Welcome to Old Car Wax. I'm your host, Michael, and for this episode, I have a special guest to discuss a slightly controversial but empowering topic on black businesses and black banks. My guest is new to the podcast community with his website, blog, and podcast called Welcome to the Wall Atlanta Podcast. Chaz Jenkins will be joining me for this interesting segment, so... Tune your dial and tune in to this segment on black businesses and banks. Special guest with me is from welcome to the wall.com, Chaz Jenkins. How you doing tonight, Jazz? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the weather out in Georgia. So trying to chill and get it going. I was so glad we was able to get on uh, together to get this done because like we were saying, this this topic is something that people don't even talk about. So I'm excited about it. But before we get into this, you got to let my audience know about your podcast, blog, website, you know, because I found it entertaining. I don't know about anybody else. You know, actually, now that you mention that, um, welcome to the wall. So welcome to the wall .com is, uh, is actually going to turn into um, a family of podcasts. What? We're actually doing some renovation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Breaking news. So, okay. um, it was a, uh, it was more of a business thing, mm -hmm. you know. So I think we're gonna try to get some uh, monetization going, you know how that goes. Okay. And uh, so yeah, you know, as of right now, right, we're kind of right now, I'm kind of in like hundred fifty thousand mode. <laughs> I'm gonna have an album, but I'm, I'm jumping on, I'm featuring on other people's stuff. So we'll <laughs> see what you can do, right? No, no, that's that's good because you know, then you can look out for. You know, other voices. You don't have to be the lead voice. You can actually have some participation. And, and sometimes yeah. a community voice is better than sometimes just one. So that's why I was excited to have you on, too, because, you know, you're going to bring something more that just me as a single host can do. And um, like I said earlier, um, we really want to get into banks, <laughs> black banks in, 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 yeah. in particular. And as you know, um, the hashtag Bank Black, you know, movement has been out there since, you know, the times of the cops killing us. I'm not going to sugarcoat that shit. 
cops out there killing us and say, what do we need to do to actually put money into our community? So, you know, I was glad we started a conversation, but I think it's important that we let, you know, our community know this is a bigger concern than just a fad. So real quick on your thoughts, when you started seeing this, how did you kind of, how did you take it in your mind to say, okay, so, bank blank? Yeah. So first of all, you mentioned social media. I'm so glad you mentioned that. So to go on a tangent, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we all remember Drake versus Meek Mill and how that became just a joke over social media. Right, and right. I, drink, I think Drake had the line with uh, Twitter fingers or something, something. And he was basically just saying, like, you know, so, social media matters until it doesn't. So it's kind of it's awareness and everything is fine, but mm-hmm. it's a hashtag to me only does so much. Yeah. So what's the difference between taking action and actually doing something. So for my, for me, I'm thinking like, you know what? You just, you just kind of think bigger picture. So, mm-hmm. um, if you have some, and again, just big picture, not even black, but just minority entrepreneurs. I'm thinking my vision is you have some architects who say, you know what? I want to, I want to tackle affordable housing. They partner with the real developers. We're going to build some units. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do X, Y, Z. We need this much funding. Um, well, financing rather, you know, we want to do this, do that. So, you know, I think it'll be great if, you know, if a, a black bank or whatever the case, minority bank, uh, could fund that. So it would be money from the community in the community, helping the community, things like that. So I'm like, you know what, <clears throat> you know, why, why, you know, if I have the ability to, uh, I know I'm just going to generate money for these financial institutions through merchant fees, mm-hmm. you know, through whatever the case. Right. Actually, got to you know um, make some big purchases soon anyway. So I'm like, well, you know, why not? Why not do that through a black bank? Right. So my thing was um, ultimately um, the you know banks are about assets. How much money do you have? How much capital? Mm-hmm. So really, it's about helping them get to a point where Hopefully they can absorb some other banks mm-hmm. and grow grow their size, grow their services, grow the number of um, offerings, and you know continue to increase the value. So it's really less about um, uh, how to phrase it. I mean, you know, just the police thing. You know that controversy. Mm-hmm. I'm not to not to be, be, be willing, obviously, you know, right. make it smaller, but uh, it was more so about <clears throat> realistically how would the community get better? Like really all you, all you're really doing is changing the bank. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Are you still making the same purchases? Still doing the same thing. You just have to go through the hassle of actually, actually switching. And I can have big impacts if done correctly. Hopefully the bank makes good decisions. But, so but really Chaz, for me, that's all it was. But, but Chaz, here's, here's where the bigger problem is. I mean, mm-hmm. we all have ideas. We all, we all see things in different ways, but we all want things to change. But yeah. part of our discussion before was, do black people understand banking in particular? Do black people well, understand financial intelligence? And the problem okay, well, is we use banks as a, ke- a check cashing facility, not as an investment. So when well, we're no, saying we, we put these money in to do something, 
We doing it to put it in just to take it back out. So how? But, go ahead. I was gonna say. So you make that point. So one one of the things you're talking about is chicken over the egg. So you mentioned check cash in place. You know, I know about the hood. You know about the hood. Right. When you go to the hood, it's so easy to find check cash in places, liquor stores, and churches. For whatever reason, you can find a bunch of uh, bootleg churches too. Yeah. Like with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to put that in. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm so I'm like at the same time, you know, is our banks not there because there's poverty there? Or banks not there, just you know what I'm saying. Or mm-hmm. if banks were there, people use them versus the tech cash in place. So, you know, I don't, you know, I it's I'm I'm on the fence about it because as a country, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't financially literate. But as you know, if you're looking at certain demographics, you know, you can make that argument. It's, right. it's just hard for me to. I can't do. I guess let me speak to my experience. You know, I had to. You know, I I saw commercials when I was younger, a free checking account. I was like, okay, let me try free that. checking account. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I had to travel, and I there wasn't like a, a bank near me. You know, it wasn't like I could walk to it. You know, whatever the case, I had to make an effort. I had to I had to have a little bit of agency. Right. So if I was kind of like a typical person who kind of grew up in that area. You know, is if I if I didn't see that, or you know, I didn't grow up with that, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Right. So, at the same time, you say, well, what about the environment? So I I don't know, you know. But so, how do you, if there's no banks in your where you growing up, where are the banks gonna come from? How do, <laughs> there are no seeds to grow banks. You know what I'm saying? I've right. never seen a bank tree. No, no. So where if you grew up in the hood. And I, and I check Home Depot to too. Cash in place. Yeah, Home Depot didn't have those seeds, so you know they, they're not <laughs> yeah. there. So this is how I'm looking at it. And and to this point, yeah. we have tools now. We have certain amount of tools for education purpose. And you know, I'm not putting out the ignorant black person who doesn't read, but what you have to, we as people have to use these tools. And one of the tools that seems popular that people respond to is social media. So one of the things I've been kind of doing the research on is what do I see podcasts? What do I see Twitter? What do I see on YouTube that people are talking about financial independence, uh, banking? And what you have is just a regurgitation of what they read. So me, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as why do a person needs to save? I always say, why are you saving? And most people say, I ain't got no reason to save. I'm fucking, I'm just going to do that. I was like, I got you, but here's my issue. You want to go to Disneyland because your kids did well in school. You need to save $10 a week so you can go. That's the start. Hit them ways realistically how they can do something to save. Don't just say, because I found that when I was telling people, save for your future. You know, I may die any day. Oh, I got you. So let's save for the month. Well, what I need for next month. Yo, you buying those Jordans, right? You don't want to use your last check to buy them Jordans. You want to save up to get them Jordans. Why not just save up? You got to start mentally of what people want and how they need to spend their money. We don't control the way we spend our money. But if we get into a routine of savings, routine of purpose of saving, 
then we'll extend mm-hmm. and say, you know what, when I get a little older, I need to either buy a house, I need yeah. to leave money for my children, then the mentality changes. But if you go too far ahead, people won't want to hear that. So I talk to short term. And as you do short terms, you do short term, short term, midterm, long term. Mm-hmm. So when people ask me, yeah, you're going to complain about that, but what's your solution? I usually tell them that. But in all honesty, I didn't grow up in the hood with banks. My mom went and cashed a check at the corner. And usually it wasn't yeah. a check cashing place. It was a freaking liquor store because that's where all the money was. <laughs> they cashed a check. That, exactly. So true. And so that shit was yeah. real for my family. But when I yeah. moved from that area and started being independent, I had to drop my money into some place. And it happened to be a bank. And then when I got older and people was advising me and saying, look, if you're going to be traveling, you know, these tickets cost this. I don't have that amount. Well, put this aside and you'll be able to do it. But I need that money. You don't need 100% of that mm-hmm. money. Think about you don't need 100% of that money. So in terms of what you're saying, my strategy with that is, and again, no one really taught me this. And this is something we got to talk about, like, being, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really raised about, hey, you should open a account with a, you know, minority bank. Yep. It was just something I made a decision to do. So we got to talk about that too. Yeah, um, absolutely. But in terms of strategy, uh, I, I just stumbled upon, you know, my strategy because I tried to do checkings and savings, and but that didn't really work out. Right. So now I do two accounts and I recommend this to everybody. So especially if you want to do black banking, you can just do one credit union mm-hmm. because the credit union usually doesn't have any minimums um, for anything. So you can do that and then you can open your black, your actual, actually bank account. So um, depending on which one you're going to use the most and which one you're going to have credit cards with or financing with, mm-hmm. you can kind of figure out which one gives the best rates. But I would do like 80 out of your income, your paychecks, you know, direct deposit. Most yeah. most HR systems, direct deposit systems, let you do like a percentage. Absolutely. So you can do 90, 90%, 10%, or 80%, 20%. Mm-hmm. But think about a realistic percentage based on your income. And then, uh, depending on, so for, for your primary, you want to do maybe each paycheck, um, you're going to transfer maybe, um, you know, maybe like $20. No, like you said, we'll do, we'll say $10. Like you said, mm-hmm. it's like, man, I don't have any money. I'm close to the edge. So if you only got $50 in your bank account, just transfer like $1. You know what I'm saying? So you got $50 in checking yep. from 49 to $1. Mm-hmm. And then next paycheck, you know, um, now you got $2, $3, et cetera. And I was like, Oh, snap. I got five, double it. 10. So then on your other one, what for your, so you got the 80% going on one, 20% going to the other. So you can kind of decide how you want your split to be and how you're going to use it for. But you, know, you also definitely want to do savings in that too. So you can kind of figure out how you want to do that. But I found that because I'm using one predominantly, it's just the other one that's out of sight, out of mind. Yep. And then when I go to them, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I got I got this. Okay, yeah, I got, got a little bit of there. Yeah. money here. So right, right. I just, I forgot about it. So when you when you do it that way, when you get less coming in because you did your split, 
you you're, you know you decreased it because some of the other money's going to other bank. Mm-hmm. You just adjust to it so fast, like you learn to live with, you know, only eighty percent of your money versus the full one hundred percent. Seven so weeks for me. That's that that it really works well. So seven weeks makes a habit. So if you're <laughs> able to do seven weeks of just putting that aside, it becomes habitual. So one of the books that I read maybe close to, i say, 20 years ago, it's called The Automatic wow. Millionaire. The Automatic yeah. Millionaire by David Bach. So people were like, automatic millionaire. Now, the book wasn't for you to be a millionaire, but if you start early, you can be a millionaire. But the mm-hmm. premise is what you do is you automatically split your money so you don't see it. So if you exactly. have to physically move it, you won't move it. But if you make these direct deposits or these split yeah. things and let the systems do it for you, you save better because then you get used to what's left. So let's say $100. You knew every week you had maybe $10, $15 left over, and you just blew it because you had extra money. But if you start mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to put that $20 automatically it's going to be transferred out of my account. So every week you get $80 to do what you need to do. And then that $80 you work with. And then you'd be like, cool, I got $80, I got $80. Then you start budgeting on that $80 as opposed to budgeting on $100 exactly. and wondering if I can yeah. split. Yep. So, but the one thing I even took from that, and, you know, I, I, I taught, you know, my brother and my kids was, the 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 one third rule, and if you work with the one third rule, it'll work for you a lot better than actually just this automatic split. The one third rule is pay your bills, pay yourself, mm-hmm. and save. Because when you pay yourself, what happens is you're not going to your savings to get that extra money. You're paying your bills, you got money in your pocket, and that automatic is going there. So when you have those two and you just say, well, I don't need to spend no money, guess what? That $40 that's in your pocket, what you're doing is holding that. Then next week, you actually get 40 more. Then you'd be like, damn, I got a little bit more money. But you can spend it all next week. But you know the following week, mm-hmm. you got 40 more. So I told them the one-third rule, if you do it religiously, you'll have more money in your pocket. And when you turn around in six months, you're going to be like, damn, look at my damn savings. But pay your bills, pay yourself, mm-hmm. and then do your savings. But split it now, into threes. Um, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. You good? No, no. So I was. So you mentioned that, right? And I was thinking, um, you're talking about what you see on Instagram, social media. Uh, so my question for you, though, because you know, as a parent, you tell your kids X, Y, Z. Because a part of me, you know, me and my friends, we have this discussion a lot. So on one hand, you say, well, <clears throat> how does the community build wealth, you know, financial literacy, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, how many parents know these things but at the same time? Right. If you, if you like, let's say, let's say 10, if you like 10 to 25, whatever, you probably grew up with some form of technology, right? Yeah. You're pretty, you're probably very comfortable with apps. So it's kind of like uh, if your parents don't know how, I right, okay, that's that's it is what it is. But 
you probably got, you know, you, you can use mint.com. You can use credit mm-hmm. You can use all these free tools. So kind of like what you said earlier in terms of just having, you know, the mental, um, just kind of like the attitude. So, I mean, how do you, how do you feel? Because, you know, what's your perspective? Um, because for me, sometimes, you know, when I look at some of the, the elders in the community, some of the older people in the community, mm-hmm. sometimes a little disheartening. It's like, man, you know, I don't, there's not a lot of like people, you know, if you're kind of a young minority, you know, how many, um, you might not have many peers you can kind of reach out to. Right. Other people may not have really made it, quote, you know, quote unquote. Right. Or in terms of, you know, this whole corporate, you know, working, being a young professional. So sometimes it's like some of the elders in the community can't really relate to it. It's kind of hard for them to, yeah, relate, pass mm-hmm. down knowledge. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes to the young the youth, it's like, well, you know, those same people are raising the youth. So they kind of got that same, you know, lack of, uh, you know, kind of information there. But at the same time, not really trying to get it. So, but, the, but I don't know. What's your perspective on that? So, guidance-wise, so I always look at guidance. So, anybody mm-hmm. can give guidance. You can give guidance to me, and I, it's up to me to kind of take that. So, let me look at my generation. Most of my generation, and I'm, I'm being straight up, um, they don't invest. They save, but they don't invest. So, and the reason for saving, usually in a generation even above me, is fear. So they save the fear because mm-hmm. they're going to take my home. You know, they're going to come and take my car. Um, I've been paying on this TV for 25 years. They're going to come get this one TV. You know, yeah. it was fear. So save that money so they won't come and get it from me. So the man will come get it. My generation down the line was prepare your children so they won't have that fear. So you invest into that. But majority of people kind of look at a short-term goal. So that's mm-hmm. why I normally talk short-term goal. I had an aunt, you know, our aunt, she saved all kinds of money. She was selfish with the money. She didn't figure, well, when I die, you get my money. Don't worry about it. You know, wow. that, no, but, yeah. you know, got to respect it. That's how her life was. She got sick. And that money was gone. Gone. Within practically six months. Because the medical system. Medical bills? Yep. The medical system says you only have, well, you think you're paying that much a month. You're not paying for everything. So when you got to pay $20,000 for this or no one's there to take care of you, and then you have to pay certain things of living, you're dying on your own unless you have family that's capable of doing that. But her savings Mm. was depleted in a matter of months. And the worst part was she thought she was financially stable. I saw that she was only one-third, back to my one-third philosophy, she was one-third prepared. Me, being younger than her, I was much prepared than she was. And that was pretty fucked up. Not only fucked up, it was scary because when you're selfish with your money, but you don't really understand the consequences as you get older and holding money for certain things, it's not just because you want to get a new car. It's not because you want to get that Versace bag. It's for 
medical expenses that come out of the blue. And she had something like uh, Mercer that could have killed her. Wow. But yeah. again, if she didn't even have that, she probably would have died. That's the worst part. But people don't look at it because, you know, I mean, you know, I wouldn't mean to be graphic, but, you know, if I live in Chicago, I could die any day. So why am I saving any money? You know what I mean? So I'm in New York and I got to watch what I'm doing because cops shoot us all the time. So why should I save yeah. money? So, again, I'll go back to that first point. What are your short-term goals before you can start looking long-term? So start looking at it. And a lot of people who are in my age bracket are still looking at either out of fear to save money but not investing. Because I try to invest with stock except for in the savings because I don't want a 1%. I want to be able to get 2% or better. And I don't mean the mm -hmm. milk. I, I want to get something that will grow. And I play with the stock market. And I try to tell people, mm -hmm. when you think about stock market, if you, I go to Starbucks, like, I used to go like three times a week. Now I go maybe once or twice. But I put my money in Starbucks. And I knew it was growing because they was adding so many different products and different services. So uh, I gained about a good 12% last year. 12% return mm -hmm. on my investment. Not because a mm -hmm. stock person told me, but because I researched a company to say, what will a consumer buy? So again, this is an education thing that has to be shared. Now, if I go on Twitter and say, hey, did you see the Grammys? Yeah, she got robbed. Beyonce got robbed. So <laughs> as she got robbed, what would you do with your money? Who actually distributes for I Adele? I don't know. That? I've, I've been... I've been trying to brainstorm on how to make budgeting cool. I, I'm, I, I still don't know how. I got trying to make it sexy. Right. Hey, yo, baby, look at my budget sheet. <laughs> you got you to gotta see my budget, baby. The the, the, yeah, the NASDAQ is just all that. You know, you got to have it. No, it is, it's not yeah, sexy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. But so far, I've been drawing a blank. So I, I, I don't know. But so when you, you know, because when you mention investing, I'm kind of like, well, how many people understand the time value of money and inflation? Mm -hmm. So basically, when you have money, just because you're saving, uh, if you have like $100,000 now, that's going to be worth less. That same $100,000 is going to be worth less five years from now. Just because of inflation, mm -hmm. like the dollars, you're going to lose 1% like every year or 2%. So if you have like a 2% gain, that's almost neutral because of just how, you know, uh, each... The market fluctuates, of, yeah. Of the economics, the, the, the dollar's going to uh, slightly lose, um, lose its value, which is why, just as an example, in the 1950s, whatever the case, um, you know, a car might cost, like, what, five 5000 or whatever the case. You mm -hmm. know, things were cheaper back then. Yeah. Which is why if you go keep going, you know, forward and forward, things get more expensive. So a nickel would buy, you know, X, Y, Z back in the day compared to now. You can't, you know, maybe an hour later. But so even if you're saving, well, that's not going to do anything. Your money has to grow, but, so, which is what you were saying. Right. You know, you have to under, but you have to understand investment. You have to understand risk. Mm -hmm. You have to understand, you know, and, you know, that, that comes with talking to a professional. Uh, but at the same time, you got to know, um, 
not all not all financial managers are made equal. So you yeah. can't just run and get somebody five thousand and say, "Hey, grow it." Because, you know, so I, you know, to your point, it, it there is there is a lot of education, and you know, for that I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure where the where the solution is. Mm-hmm. Khan Academy does a pretty good job of oh, explaining yeah. a lot of it. He's really good, yeah. But but you know, you got to be cool though. So I, yeah. that's why Hillary <laughs> lost. Hillary wasn't cool. You know, she no, you know, nobody. She gave a speech, but afterwards, you know, did you remember what she said? Nah, nah. <laughs> if it wasn't written down and it wasn't pushed in front of you, who gives a fuck? You know, so, but but I agree with you. But if we don't try, if we don't try, then that's where our problem is. So I'm going to flip from banks yeah. to black businesses. So I try at 100%, 100%. Percent. I'm okay. telling you okay. so to go to black businesses, right? Pop quiz. Go ahead. Do you got the apps? You download the apps that show you the nearby uh, businesses. Mm-hmm. I have the apps. Okay. I also okay. Okay. I also go to my community apps that say this is who I recommend. I go straight to the minority owned ones. I do. Okay. If they don't give me the service I require, I move on. I will never not try to uplift our black businesses, our minority-owned businesses, before I just say, yo, that dude is cheap. I'm going to go with the cheap stuff. I found, as I got older, was if you don't go for quality, then you're going to be paying constantly, constantly. And I don't want to continue to pay for something that I paid for cheap but wind up paying for it three and four times. So I need quality. And I expect quality from everything that I pay for. So if I'm paying $2,000 to get my backyard done, the purpose of paying that much is so it'll last. And, you know, just like investments, it's going to go down a little bit, but the maintenance will be a lot lower. Not in the next year. I'm like, yo, what the hell happened to my yard? Because they use cheap equipment, things are changing color, and I took the bootleg shit way. I'm not doing that. So I expect black business to respect business. And we do a bad job sometime of knowing what business looks like. Yeah. I mean, I can't even lie sometimes. It's just, sometimes you want it to be just... So my here's my thing. Go ahead. My thing is I don't necessarily want a quote-unquote black business. I just want a business that happens to be owned by a black person. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is sometimes it's like, you know, you either get, hey, give me, just give me a pass. You know, I'm working on it. I'm the homie. I'm like, uh, <laughs> or, you know, there's kids running around or um, you just want like, hey, it's just, it's regular. You know, it's, it's like no matter who your demographics are, is you know, it's cool. So right. I, sometimes that is frustrating because you want to, you want to show support. Now I will say in Atlanta, Mm-hmm. Um, Edgewood has a couple of businesses. Uh, they're eateries, and um, I think there's some professional firms too. But you know, some of the black-owned like eateries. I think Edgewood Pizza is one. But you know, those are just like you know they're cool. Mm-hmm. But no matter who you are, you're gonna enjoy it too. So I think that's the key. Is just like not being like I really like Soul Plane was Soul, Soul Plane really. Uh, when you, 
on a deeper level, basically kind of hit it on the head. Like, just because it's, quote, unquote, like a black thing, don't give me, like, like, if there was a real airplane, airline, don't give me collard greens. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't give me fried chicken and whatever the case. Right, and That's right. how a lot of businesses operate. Like, yeah, we Shanika and Steve's. Uh, Shanika and whatever. The, but we that's the these, demand. Blah, blah, blah. So why wouldn't a business supply the demand? If you got a percentage I mean, in your community, 80% of the community don't mind. I don't, I'm, I'm not even going to say want. Don't mind eating collard greens and there's a special watermelon salad on the end. <laughs> Some people don't mind that. They may not want okay. it, but they don't mind Let it. me rephrase then. Okay. Let me rephrase then. So if you, if you Delta, you're looking at them like, well, okay, who's your demographic? So basically, you fight with spirit because it's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, you you got to go after, you got to go after, you know what I'm saying? Go after like good clients, good people. Don't go after like, you know, whatever. You got to, you're you just fighting for, I don't know. I just feel like when you go that route, the clientele you're trying to get and retain is. It won't last. Uh, it, to me, it just makes sense to, to, to go for everyone. Like, why would you, well, like for me, if I have my business, I'm, I'm a cater to everybody. You know but, what I mean? But even but, though it's me. But you got a different but, mindset, though. Think about that. You have a mindset, and I go with my son the same way. He has a mindset that he's dealt with all minorities. He's dealt mm-hmm. with gay, lesbian, trans. Those are the normal people in his life. Because it's yeah. a normal thing. It's not like, oh my God, I don't want to go over there. They got them gay people over there. Or, man, ain't nobody working with those Asians. They only deal. Man, first with- of all, let's talk about the gay people. Man, uh, in the part of Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, there's certain neighborhoods where you'd be like, bro, it's clean, property values are crazy. <laughs> like, you know, it's a stereotype that, you know, the gay neighborhoods are like, quote unquote, whatever. Mm. But if you look at the demographics and the map, it's like you know, if you if you're in real estate, the gay neighborhoods are hot. So, oh yeah, you know it's it's like from a from a business perspective, you why go would to you that. discriminate at all because because you know I mean? you're mentally deficient. That's why. <laughs> that's why you would do it. If you're <laughs> mentally deficient, <laughs> you <said> mentally deficient. <laughs> that's why you wouldn't go for that because that's just dumb business right there. But you're that's absolutely like right. just from. A business perspective, why wouldn't you not just cater to the them? I mean, but the thing about it is, I would. So earlier, you know, you just said, okay, there's a market for collard, collard greens and watermelon salad. I'm like, all right, that's cool, but other demographics they have more spending power. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it seems like there's more money to be made versus the rundown liquor store in the corner. Like, like if you go to the hood, you know, it's just. Like, you know the owners of those stores don't care, you know? They're not putting money back. Yeah. Usually, it's just... They take their like, money out you? of the community. Yeah, they take it out yeah. of there. Yeah. So, the thing is, but if you don't know better, let's go back. I mean, because we already discussed it. We don't know better. So, if we don't know better, we, we can't even demand better. Do people really not know better, though? Yes. Or do they just yes. don't know the information? Yes. They don't know better. And I'm 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 saying that from experience, because... I've worked, you know, no offense to anyone, I worked in Conyers, and I said, you know there's a life away from Conyers and Covington. Now, there's nothing out there that I need. It's too much crime in, in Atlanta. 
I said, are you ridiculous? You have crime in your own community, but yet you're going to say another place that's more progressive isn't? Nah, you don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Wow. So, again, over two years, they started traveling to Atlanta and was like, I never thought it was like this because I didn't give up because I knew their ignorance was lack of knowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't know any better. So you ain't, you can't tell me anything else because this is my life that I've lived. You can't tell me outside of that. But if I'm beating you over the head every day, say, oh, yeah, I went to Atlanta and I was at Atlanta Station and I was hanging out. Oh, yeah, I went to Atlanta and I was at this restaurant and they had these. And they was like, damn, they have all of that? I'm not saying go there. I'm just giving you examples of shit that you don't know. And if I you, give you that. You seriously got to talk to other adults like that? Yes, adults. Adults. And I'm not saying young kids who just got out of high school who needed a job. I'm talking about 30, 40 year old folks. Okay. So I guess that question. What I was, so what I'm like, when I mentioned, you know, is that when I look at some of my older, you know, some of the older dudes, especially men, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the older dudes that be, you know, that have kids, mm-hmm. abandon them. They just be on some goofy stuff. <laughs> I mean, like in terms of just like you know, understanding wealth, how to build wealth, opening bank accounts with certain banks. Um, are, are you, are you like you know what? Let me. Do you give up or do you keep pushing? Like never, I never give what up. What age group? Well, what age group would you say? You know what? Let's let's. Um, you know, let's make a push for people to switch banks. What age group would you go for? Would the targets actually take action and why? So it wouldn't be an age group. What I found was you have to be in an environment to find out who's what, where. Because okay, I've dealt with people in a younger age group who all they worried about is getting smoked out <laughs> and getting a little and getting a piece. Yeah. Then I had yeah. an older group who says, look, I don't want nobody holding my money. If I can't touch my money, then I don't have no money. I was like, wait, wait, I wait, said, wait, all wait, money wait, is electronic wait. now. Did you realize that? Wait, I ain't wait, got no wait, electric wait, money. Wait, wait. We, we, we still got mattress people? Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I got my whole savings under my mattress next to my gun? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what? It's sad. Of course it's sad. But then what you do is a different education process. So if you yeah. try to address, because, you know, me being a manager, I know that I can't manage everybody the same way. I know I have to be able to sell it to people differently. So that guy that hits hmm. the mattress, I'm like, I mean, this is a true story. He had grandchildren, and he was like, yeah, I'll save their money, and I hope they don't spend it all. I was like, look, won't you do this for them? Won't you put $20 in an account for them? Well, how in the hell? I said, look, look they're losing their money. Put it in an account for them. And as they put that, that money in account, you can say, I'm not giving you no money. It's going to be in this bank, and you better save that for college. After he did that, do you know he opened his own account? Because he saw the logic in helping his grandchildren. So then he turned yeah. around yeah. and started using it. So I had to use psychology to let this dude know that if your kid's money is safe, your money will be safe too. And 
he never said, you know what, you taught me. He just said, you know, I just thought that was a good idea, so I started doing that because I can control my money better. I was like, damn, dude, you smart as hell. I give him that. I don't need no credit. I need for yeah. people to understand that they can be better. They can be better. You know because what I mean? That one small thing, yeah. That's it, why you never give it, up. That, that, it makes a big impact. So, yeah. okay. So, so never you, give up. So... Would you would you argue for people who want to make a change? It's about it's literally about marketing. It's about selling selling ideas, selling concepts. Yeah, I got to figure out. Hey, okay, how do I? How can I sell budgeting to people who wouldn't normally think about it? Yeah. So remember, you said it's not sexy. It's 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 not hot. So you got to make it hot in a way that what they see is hot. You got to make it okay. sexy the way they see sexy, not the way you see sexy, not the way you see mm-hmm. hot. It's a struggle, but if you truly want to be an activist in a way to say, how do I educate my people, then you need mm-hmm. to find those different ways of doing that. And that's... You're right. Yeah, but, but see, I get satisfaction from that. I don't, I don't try to do it to profit from. I get satisfaction that I got people who can help other people, who can help other people. Because if I get that guy that in his household he can teach his children, then his children will know, and then his children may talk to their friends, or he may have a couple of friends, and then it'll go from there. I don't need to know those people. I just know organically it'll grow. And if I put a small portion in there, I'm satisfied. I have the joy of saying something is growing, and hopefully it'll grow bigger than what my expectation would be. I love that. Right. But I never I give mean, up. And most of us give up and say, yo, these, these niggas is stupid. All right, <laughs> I know, man. But you can't, you, you can't think that way because uh, you may okay. move from them, but there's somebody waiting for you to help them. So it's not all of them. Stop it. Just stop it. Okay, so you mentioned here's one thing that's, that bothers me just a little bit. It's been bothering me when I think about, well, across the United States, no matter what city you go to, mm-hmm. um, you and again, I'm not blaming anyone who's been displaced by affordable housing crisis, whatever the case. But because I personally was impacted by it when I was uh, searching for my last, for my current apartment, you know, it was, it was hard to find something in a price range I could pay at the time and. Uh, I mean, affordable housing in a good location is just hard. So you know, but we all know, though, you know, there was there was a big push by certain demographics to leave the inner city, you know, um, to go to the suburbs, which left only a certain demographic in the inner city. Right. So of course, the inner city became kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, it became. A gentrification opportunity, we'll say. Right. It became an opportunity for people, the investors, to come in, and I felt like, like, man, where, where were the wealthy minorities, blacks, whatever, whoever, even Latinos, who just said, ah, here's an opportunity. Right. Like, was it just like people didn't think people were going to come back to the city? Because I felt like if more entrepreneurs would have came in and said, you know what, um, we can buy these properties, we can renovate them, and then at the very least. Sure, maybe certain people, maybe you know, low-income people wouldn't be able to necessarily live in them, but 
at least that money could stay in the community. Whereas now, um, I mean, we see what's happening. Uh, how do you feel about when you think like, what does gentrification mean to you uh, when you see it? So, okay. You know, I'm a big storyteller because, you know, I, I, I love to go around the world. I love to talk to people and I love to be educated. I love right. to be educated. I, I will never stop learning. Never. Because there's always something. So I met a guy, uh, my wife and I met this man. He is the vice president of Bank of America for urban development. This dude is (laughs) on the top of the building in Manhattan at the Bank of America building. So we had an opportunity to talk to him about investing in an in, in app that my wife was making, but he wanted to maneuver us and get us in the position to talk to bigger people. But he gave us this story. I forget his name, so I apologize. He's an amazing gentleman. He went to Harlem and he went to Atlanta and he said, look folks, this is about to happen to y'all. I can, if y'all come to here, if y'all come to this conference, I have my lawyers, I have my loan officers. I can get you to buy the property that you're in. We'll give you what? the lowest loans that you can get. We give you the opportunity. I will have this for you. So you said what? So you know what happened. <sighs> what happened was, for those who get like, whoa, no, tell me. What happened was the freaking people didn't show up. They did not show up. Yeah, but he was telling them. And here's the worst part. He went to the churches. We had the majority of, you know, these people got money here. And there's certain people who didn't. But he didn't care who had money. He was telling people, we will give you an opportunity with the lowest loan rate, interest rate that we can give you. So you wouldn't move. You will own the property that you're in. And if you need to improve it, at a minimum, dude, Harlem and Atlanta. He was like, I was down in Atlanta. So you can't tell me. You can talk about Harlem all you want. But I was down in Atlanta, and those fools didn't show up. He was so hot. But he said, but I won't stop because there's people that need me. And, you know, with my co-BPs, they look at me and say, yeah, he's doing really well, but... I'm not doing well enough. He still said I'm not doing well enough because I'm not helping mm. the people who really needs the help. Wow. That blew me away, bro. I'm like, so when y'all people in Harlem, my brother's still in Harlem, he's saying, man, they're coming in our neighborhood and they taking. I said, you still there. What did you do? <laughs> they said, well, me and the family, we put the money in. I said, then what the hell are you talking about? If you did it, okay. how come other people aren't doing it? And they had people who were told that they had an opportunity, but they still didn't take the opportunity. Okay, so when you say opportunity, are these renters who had the opportunity to become owners, or yep. what was happening? Yep. Renters that could have came became owners, um, buildings that was turning to condos, you know, they had a oh, whole man. bunch of options. And he said he he set it up, so all they had to do, basically... Is come over and sign. It wasn't that, because, that you know that 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 yeah. that BS that they had those those balloon loans and everything. The reason right. why they had the money to do that 
is because that's how they was paying back what they did wrong. So the money was available. Oh, that was a, okay. I'm sorry, folks, but here's some money we put aside to say sorry. And guess what? Okay. We did shit about but, it. Okay. But let me play devil's advocate, right? Mm-hmm. Because some other people, they say, well, how, how publicized was this? I didn't hear about it. You know, so, how, how could I have known about it? How so, could I have taken advantage of these things? I'm not even talking about them. Because if it wasn't yeah. publicized, then you can't fault those people. I fault everybody yeah. who was in earshot of what he was saying. I fault every single one of them. Because they were there. They were there. And they still mm-hmm. did not. Now, maybe a percentage of them showed up because he didn't say no one showed up. He said it was embarrassing the amount of people that showed up. I, I paid right. money to set this up and I lost money by just setting it up for people not to come and get it. In both areas now, Harlem and Atlanta. Now, if it was just... Harlem, then I'll be like, well, I can see how Harlem is. So, you know, they was just dumb. <laughs> but he was down in Atlanta. Right. So he was like, uh-uh, bro. I was yeah. down in your neck of the woods. I was like, man, oh, my God. You know what? So when they start complaining about these things, I'm saying mm-hmm. there's opportunities out there. And if the churches are doing what they need to do, their word should be getting out to say I mean, help the community. Help the community. Okay, let's let's talk about churches. What, uh, how... Yeah, I have mixed feelings about churches, you know, especially, I feel like, you know, blacks sometimes have way too much, there's too much religiousness. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does. Versus, um, I'm trying to find the words. It's just like, there's too much thought put into X, and it's like, you know, for everything else, like financial wealth or understanding politics or understanding business, it's like... You know, I'll uh, I'll let the Lord take take control, <laughs> or you know, I'm grab the wheel. Yeah. Like, no, you gotta understand that you gotta you gotta you know you, you gotta take some take some control. You know what I mean? But but again, some of the churches kind of preach that because they want you to be able to kind of depend on the church as your guidance and proxy. Through God. So God gives me the guidance to tell you what you should be doing. So through proxy, I can help you. Except for some of them, because we got some that says, well, give me the money and you'll get money. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. But that's, that's what's destroying our community with the lack of education. I would rather educate in the church not to take your money but to invest your money. So if you invest in your money in the church, the church should be investing in the community. So if you mm-hmm. happen to lose your job, there should be programs within the churches to say, as you brought your money in every week to support me, it's now my time to support you. Okay. But my issue, though, is you're talking about activism. I'm like, well, why not, instead of a church, why not just have like a secular, secular, excuse me, like nonprofit that just teaches uh, financial literacy that has grants for unemployment that has daycare or something. So they do. So that, I mean, they do. You know, it's back to your point. They do, but to your point, where is it being pushed? So it's not being pushed. Sometimes, and and I don't know if it's a society thing or an area thing, but it depends on where you are. You'll never hear that these things exist. 
We did yeah. research because we, you know, my wife and I are like internet tech addicts. So if the new app comes okay. out that gives me information, I'm on it. If a new website I mean, is showing me this, I'm on yeah. it. So, but, but we try to pass that along. It's about not for yourself, but it's, it's for you passing it along. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. And I can't fault people for not having the information. I, I'll put it on my shoulders to say, how do I get it out to those people who may not have access? Sometimes somebody has to give access to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So take responsibility. Being And, you know, I may not be that guy that marches down the street, but uh, I participate in everything that I can to within the realms of what I do. Like my wife made an app for domestic violence. She made okay. sure that it was for the state of Georgia, and now she's trying to get it for nationally. So we're still working on that. We saying that there's a problem. We went to the NFL. They didn't want to hear that shit. We went to, they didn't want to hear it. I'm serious. So we tried to go with the Falcons, and this was two years ago. And they was like, hey, we'll get back with you. Then we tried to get with the Hawks, and they were kind of like, well, let's see a better presentation. And how is it going to benefit, you know, our families? And and it was almost like, I'm going to make it harder for you because this is something I just don't want to address. And sometimes the issue doesn't want to be addressed. And I think financial intelligence is something that a segment of our society doesn't want minorities to be educated with. They just don't. Because it Mm. takes away a portion of their control. And I'm talking class, too. I'm talking class. I'm not just talking, uh, uh, you know, color or race. I'm talking a class thing as well. So their control? Like, are you, see, what, what do you mean their control? So if I elect a people who takes care of a Gwinnett County, see, I love Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. You know why? I never see my roads messed up. They continue to build things that they want to. We always get the right. new schools. We get the new parks. We get the growth. I, I admit. It's, it's, yeah. it's, they yeah. take care of it. Guess what? It's a Republican-ran community. But what's moving into this is a lot of minorities. We have Indian. We have African. We have Bosnians. We have all types of different races and, and everything here. But as people get here and say, I still demand the same thing, and if you're still going to be a Republican, I don't care. You're still going to do what you've been doing. So if you make those demands and make those controls, those controls will be for your community. Our community may be small with African Americans, but guess what? If those African Americans live in a community that's being taken care of, back to your point, I think you said much earlier, you want to sell to everybody. Because if you sell to everybody, yeah. everybody gets a taste Everybody benefits. Work with everybody. And then you can be profitable or you can be, you know, you can be successful. My thing is, though, um, I, and this, this, this always seems to happen after every celebrity thing. And I don't, I don't know if it's like a joke or not anymore, but how often do you see Illuminati stuff? 
Like Illuminati <laughs> killed so and so. I'm kind of like, like, come on, man, really? Come like, <laughs> so you know, is Donald Trump? Is he? Do they like him as a conspiracy? Do they do that? So sometimes I feel like it's a some it's a scapegoat thing and. It's a boogeyman. Some some conspiracies are true. We got yeah, the what is it? Reagan, Iran. Um, well, what's the guy's name? Rick Ross, the '80s. We know that was real with mm-hmm. the CIA and drugs and everything. Oh yeah, but, but some other things just like. But think drugs, about it. For how many on. years have what they said it wasn't real though? Think about that though. For years they've been saying, "No, that ain't real. You don't know what you talk about. That's a conspiracy." All of a sudden, the facts came out. Conspiracies are conspiracies I mean, to a certain extent. Okay, so if 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 how do I sell how do I sell financial literacy to people who are always talking about the Illuminati? It's kind of like you you always talking about so and so is uh, controlled by blah blah blah. It's like what you know that that part of the community is tough to reach. You know, because like I don't know if it's real, right? Or I was talking about. This or that is a conspiracy. I was like, why does that have to be a conspiracy? So, like, you so, know, Kanye West. Yeah. It's a blah, blah, blah. He's, <laughs> he's controlled by so and so. Like, maybe he's just crazy. Yeah, going just, maybe he's right just now. crazy. Maybe he's just yeah. love and a hug. Right. You know what I mean? But, but let me give you this then. To answer that question, sometimes you can't sell ice to Eskimos. <laughs> why try selling it? <laughs> <laughs> Move along. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, At that point, it just made me think about that. So, I guess right now in this climate, you know, there's just you know this quote unquote so so many like uh, fake news stories and mm-hmm. you know this topic about okay, you know, black wealth in the community. You get all these other facts. Now, one thing I will say is frustrating is arguing with people on the internet. I don't, I don't know why I do it, but I just get heated when I say black people kill. They're responsible for 98% of all murders in the U.S. It's like, what? Yeah, you know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? Right. Or this or that. And this, you, oh, know. you know, rioting. They said they should, they should arrest all people who riot and put them in jail and they lose their right to vote. And all they show is black yeah, people. So, yeah. so this and is how I do it because I got plenty of Republican associates, some of them I, I call friends because they have open minds. So when I see that, I put in my version. So I saw that one, and then I paste into his on Facebook riots yeah. at sports events and said, you know what, I totally agree with you. And he never <laughs> responded, and neither did anyone else because – it's 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 a dumb thing to put out because you heard, you saw it from someone else and you wanted to yeah. repost it. So let me let me give you the thing because I think it's wrong on both ends. But don't try to say or show oh it's the black people and we need to get them from not voting because they're trying to get you to understand that the less black people vote, the more the people they want gets in. Nah, bro, that's not gonna happen because. If the white people voted this time, they paying for it. They paying for it due to this dude that's in right now. And now they realizing, wow, that was a bad choice. Yeah, I know it was, but guess what? I'm okay with it until things fall apart 
and you know, I'm going to the gun range and I'm right next to you. And they'd be like, what you doing up in here? I was like, I'm shooting. I'm ready for the war, bro. <laughs> so the uh, thing is, you always, I always kind of counteract that with facts. Except for just saying, that don't make no sense, man. Why are you pointing out? No, nah, here's the facts. You want to discuss the facts? Because I'll, I'll discuss the facts with you all day long. I'm okay with it. Now, if you deny mm. the facts, I'm done. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm done. Because you can say yours is facts, but because I put it in, mine's isn't, nah, I'm done. We don't need to talk. But normally, the ones that I deal with are open to say, you know what? I wasn't aware of that, Mike. I was like, yeah, you know, a lot of times people aren't aware. So they get on and say, look, did you hear about this? I said, mm-hmm, I did. I said, but did you hear about this too? No, I didn't hear about that. No, I need to read a little more. I said, yeah, you probably do, bro. You know, hey, see you tomorrow at work. <laughs> it's all good, though. So to me... You know what? Go ahead. You just, I like, you just brought up a good point. Um, so one thing we talked about was, well, this was me and my friends, after, you know, talking about fake news and everything. It's like, well, you know, the best way to get money out of journalism would be just to have some sort of nonprofit journalism thing. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you know, outside of the government, so it's not tied to government funding. Like NPR now or, you know, PBS, they got to deal with all that nonsense. Right. I mean, how do you feel about, um, and this is tough, you know, like urban radio, urban TV shows, I say urban quotations. Right. Like, um, so you're out there posting information on your Facebook friends, you know, on their stuff, whatever's going on. Trying to fight misinformation. Do you feel like um, the media that, you know, our demographics um, that they cater to, are they, like, doing a good job communicating the importance of certain information? I, I or think... is it like, they go, with, 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 hey, this sells, so we're going to sell it. So I think they promote the, I can't think of the right word, but I think they promote inciting a feeling as opposed to... Wait. Go ahead. When I say inciting... Inciting a feeling. Oh, inciting. I'm sorry. Inciting a feeling. Yeah. So so if I show you constantly that... Black people are getting beat up. If I show you that they denied me this, if I show you, if I show you all of oh, these things, I see what you're then saying. you yeah. always are insightful to say, these people are breaking. Except for saying, oh, on the other hand, look at how many college professors are working on these type of technical automations. I know a guy named Dr. Andrew Williams. He worked for Morehouse, he worked for Apple, and he's doing um, robotics. I think he's in, I don't know if it's Cornell or not, but we met him at the at the Apple um, Expo or whatever that was. I'm sorry. But this guy's brilliant. And, you know, mm-hmm. all I want to do and all I constantly do is sit there and listen to him. His experience, his his vision for us to be better he promotes people even if he doesn't know you because he says we need more voices that are positive than po- voices that try to incite violence or discourse. Mm-hmm. He knows it he, needs to be done, but we can't do it 100% of the time. And I was like, this dude is just so freaking amazing. you know. Now, I, I never heard of this guy. See, how, 
where 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 can we go to hear these kind of stories? I know Oprah's trying to do her thing in O Network, or I know there's a lot of independent things people are trying to roll out. For the most part, um, I'm just trying to think of like the single, the single. You know, this uh, is there a YouTube channel? Is there a TV channel? Is there like a radio show? Like where where can you go to hear these kind of stories? Because so, I, I do agree. It'd be I cool to see. Yeah. Hey, here's this, here's this dude who builds robots. <laughs> in Morehouse College, in Spelman, and in all these different places. Now he moved from there into another um, another college because he wanted to move on to do things better. But he always wanted minorities to understand you can be better. So he's always touching, you know, black young children, black young females, males. He's doing all that, and we just met him. We didn't hear it. Until we talked to him, and he didn't do it like, oh, oh yeah, like, by the way, by the way, just met the dude. Yeah, I met. Oh, okay. I know the you guy. At the at the event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when I walk up to people, I was like, hey, so what's and I'm doing this, and the more you talk to them, you get these, you just get these amazing stories, and you know, you know, it almost brings you to tears because he's like, why don't we hear about this? Why aren't we hearing huh. this? You know what I mean? Because it'll give you a better feeling that if you push to be better, you know you can. Because if I you think, don't see these people, I, I, you don't know you can. I think we stumbled upon something. That yeah. might be something that we got to look into. So, no uh, you know, there might be something. So I, if I can do my quick little plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's 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 a vision of Welcome to the Wall. I think we're going to, tr- we're trying to um, reshape ourselves into like being this kind of media um this this media entity and i think we would we would definitely have now to talk about because now that you mentioned it it's like there there there's not necessarily any place for that kind of person or for yourself or like where can you hear these stories but Mm -hmm. the thing is you don't want to be like made in movies uh what is a windows movie maker (laughs) <laughs> or you know what I'm saying? You don't want to look like bootleg, like right, you know, like right. high school. Uh, <laughs> want to look professional too. So, so, so you know, there might be something that we have to look into talking about. Right, and and the thing what I, I want to do is to your point is I, I like to be professional because you know the more bootleg you are, your sound sounds terrible. You're you know you 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 showing up with your phone and you you're recording it and you like Jesus, are you kidding me? Who are you? So you got to respect the guests that you want to bring on. Then respect your audience as well. Respect your guests. Then respect your audience. Because they, even if they don't know the way it should be, you should always give them quality. I mean, you made a statement earlier that, you know, we was talking about is how do we demand excellence from our black businesses? If we do that, we give them respect first. We pay them what their their value truly is and let them know keep doing a good job because I want to come back and I want to bring my friends but I want to bring them back based on what you've just given me don't decrease that because you got you know boo boo and 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 nene over there that came in and and didn't tip you right and was asking for just some bs <laughs> don't base it okay. off of them Base it on I will sustain my quality. That's how I look I mean, at things. I'm glad you said that because I've been thinking about 
I've been thinking about vision um, in terms of how many how many of these leaders, especially this is more so from the banking perspective. Banking is an old business. Um, you know, it's a conservative business. It's just it's about money, um, where to put your money, financial products, insurance, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily see a lot of innovation. Right. And you know, I'm kind of curious about. Um, like One United Citizens Trust, all these, you know, some of these black banks, like what's what's their long-term strategy? What's their long-term vision? Right. And I really, in terms of how to influence and, you know, just beyond voting with my dollar, I actually want to get involved in like, how can I get on the, you know, I, I think I'm too young. I don't know how the, you know, uh, being a board member works, but some kind of member or being involved in the process is somehow. To so, me, I think that'd be cool and you have kind to, of taking it to the next level of you know participating, voicing ideas, things like that. So, buy the stock. When you buy stock, you're a stockholder. You have a voice. Yeah. So I got stock in Are, the companies do, do that sell, I'm concerned with. Do they with. sell stock? Are they publicly traded or are they private? Which ones? The black-owned business. Citizen, so yeah, what I want, trust. yes, I, I, I think Citizens Trust is privately owned. But um, yeah. one, the one that's the biggest, the one that's the internet one, that's the biggest one. Oh, I think that's, one United. Yeah, that's the one that you get on a board, then you can say, there you go. Because to me, they're doing the right way. They People want convenience. Give them how they can actually invest easily, how they can have mobile access or any type of electronic access so they don't have to work hard. So the easier it is for them, then you can turn around and say, let me help you with your investments. And then email blasts or whatever to say, hey, look, you get a 5% if if you put it into our investment account. And then you market it in that way. And for me to hear back from them, if I'm sitting there and saying, yo, what's going on? Then I can say, are you really being innovative or you just found a quick way of making more money than the other black banks? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. in order to do things in that way, I feel we need to be stockholders in one way or another. Because okay. nothing does that people listen to other than money. One way or another. You don't have to. I think you have to have uh forget how many stocks, but you have a certain amount of stocks, then you become a shareholder and you have a voice. And most people do not go to a shareholders meeting or dial into it because the main people sit there and they don't do that. (laughs) But that's something. So to me, I hate to talk about things that I don't like without addressing solutions or at least not solutions, or some strategies. You got no, to wait, come hold on. to the table you with say something. that one more time. Say that. That was that was so. That was really philosophical. What you just said. You said you don't like to talk about things. You, you that you have a problem with without presenting a solution. Yeah. I think a lot of people miss that just because it's so easy to complain. Oh yeah. It's so easy just to be like, hey, this and that. Well, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? And this is not even political or it's just like, this is man, life. I'm getting out of state, man, blah, blah, blah. I got to work. I got to sit down all day. I can't have no time to exercise. I'm like, well, what you going to do? You just going to complain? You got to, you know, you got to figure something out. Yeah. So, or whatever the case. But, so but, I really. 
But most That's people, a great point. yeah. But most people don't look at it that way. Most people say, "You know what? I can't do nothing. What? What? What can I do?" Just like my yeah. vote don't mean anything. Guess what? How many people uh, like that's... you? How many people like you said my vote don't mean anything? So your your vote up, right? in an area that needed the actual electoral votes would have meant something. I don't even want to go to, well, Hillary had more votes. No, your vote in the area that needed the votes could have got her there. And it's because you think your vote was irrelevant. Always yeah. think there's always somebody thinking like you, and you need to stop them and say, bullshit, it's important. Yeah. It's you important. know what? It's, I feel like the bottom line you know, from this conversation is we or if you want to be in a position of leadership or just trying to move the needle, change the agenda, really comes down to marketing and thinking outside the box and selling ideas. Yep. Because my yep. vote doesn't matter. If you can effectively communicate the fact that, okay, here's the, uh, you know, here's your map. Here's how many people live in your county or your district, whatever the case. You know, if this person wins this, this many people and boom, 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 Really, the vote for Georgia comes down to, you know, maybe 50 votes per district. So really, each vote is critical. Yeah. And you just break it down that way versus, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. So My boss um, always said, go with the math. He said, you go with the math, <laughs> you're done. Yeah. And it pissed me off because well, you I, can't, I had you can't an argue that. You can't yeah. argue that logic, math. One plus one equals two. Yeah. You, most of the time. Yeah. It depends on how many twos you have. You know, <laughs> so I mean, we can go on all night, man. But hey, <laughs> Chaz, I really appreciate your time, man. Well, no, no, let's 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 set up. A, let's we gotta we gotta we gotta set up a part two. So yeah, I think next time we talk, we gotta have like we gotta have our marketing plan down on how we're gonna sell ideas. <laughs> exactly. I gotta come out. Let me let me think about. Okay, my homework is how can I make budgeting sexy? There you go. And then when that's, we that's gonna be. And when we get that out, when we get that out, okay. we present that. And, you know, we show then that. Then we got to talk about the results. Yeah. 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 We got to be like, here's what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I went out. I had the conversation. It didn't sell. Help me out, bro. <laughs> what I sold, no one was buying. So help me out. And we need to do that. So, And then we need to add more people to say, so what do you do then? So what do you say? Mm-hmm. What, what have you done? Because if you haven't done anything, then I, it's, it's kind of sad for me to even have that conversation with you. Because you haven't done shit. I need for you to tell me what you've done so I can be better. Because I'm not going to continue to complain without solutions. I just can't. Especially yeah. if I want to be relevant. I want my voice to be relevant. I don't need to be relevant. But I want my voice and my concerns to be relevant. I don't need my... I don't need to be relevant, but I need my voice to be relevant. Man, you're dropping gems, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and you know, you, you got to. You you have to be you know. able to be sincere in your thoughts and your and your in your statements. I try to be as sincere as possible because people need man. to know that you know what what he's saying. I don't like it, but I, I have to think about that though, and I have to think about yeah. it. Take it, pack it up. Take it the way you want, but think about it, and maybe you can come back and say, you know what, 
I'm not going to do 100% of what you said, but those two things that you was talking about, I tried it. Yeah, give give me that 25%. Yeah. You know, 20- I'll take that. <laughs> and I'm good either way, man. I'm good either way. So, cool, okay, brother. Okay, well, you know, let me know the next time, and, you know, I'll be happy to come back again. It definitely was a good conversation. I'm a, you know, I'm a little... Got me a little fired up. I gotta ah. go back to the John board and you know get my little, you know get my little presentation together. Because you're right, it's just about putting the ideas together. So mm. I'm uh, just selling it. Yep. You know, it's just it's change that perspective. You know, that's that's all it's about. So you yep. know, I definitely had a good time. Thanks for having me on, and no, uh, I appreciate it. My pleasure, it, bro. My pleasure. And and we'll we'll talk again. We'll set that up and um. And hopefully we can push it out to the audience and say, look, y'all need to hear this because this is real talk. This ain't technical talk. This ain't financial talk. This is just real talk. It just happened to be talking about what we should do financially. So this is Mike signing off. Old Car Wax. uh, Chaz Jenkins dropping some knowledge with me. And hope to see you next time on Old Car Wax. Uh, dreadlockconnoisseur.com and welcome to the wall.com don't forget to check us out thanks everybody mm-hmm.